I've been blind for a while now I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now I've been blind for a while now I've been blind Every single goddamn day Welcome to Blue Blood TV. My name is Hassan Pinto and I'm with Natalie Bodie and Remy Schwartz. This week we're going to break down Duke and UNC. Um, this past weekend, the Duke Blue Devils had a treat. They played the Charlotte 49ers 53-19 to and the UNC Tar Heels lost another nail-biter, this time losing to Virginia 40-41. to Duke took care of a business this Saturday, dominating from start to finish. And North Carolina started with a slow start as usual and uh, finished up just with a little bit to go, but didn't get it done. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six pack or four pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket if they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. Um, Natalie, I want to start with you. Um, after beating NC State two weeks and being an eight-point matchup favorite, did you see this week a loss coming at Virginia? You know, I'm not really sure that I had a ton of faith in Carolina going into this game. One thing I really didn't like was the line on this game was only minus seven, I think. So the fact that a formerly ranked team was only favored by a touchdown, that seemed like a really weird line to me. Uh, maybe Vegas knew something that we didn't know type of situation. So for that reason, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, watching the game, some typical mistakes. You talked about the slow start. You talked about trying to claw back at the end. Um, that's been the story for UNC for the past couple seasons. It's just a little bit more disappointing now because, reminder, at one point this season we were ranked in the top five somehow. <laughs> you, know, you know, Natalie, I've been watching Carolina. I've been watching Mac Brown coach Carolina. In 1997, Mac Brown is one game away from going to the Fiesta Bowl. I'm living out in Los Angeles. Obviously, I want to get to Arizona. And all we have to do is beat UVA and we lose. And then we go to another good bowl, but not a, uh, a bowl championship series bowl. Um, so for me, as a fan of Carolina and been watching the ACC for the number of years I've been watching, I was worried about this game because Virginia always shows up when there's when it's time to, you know, put Carolina in its place. Remy, let's talk about the Blue Devils this weekend. Was it an easy matchup? Did Duke play well? Was this good for team morale? What are your thoughts, Remy? Well, second win of the season, so that's really exciting. But I definitely do think it was a good morale booster. Obviously not an ACC-level opponent and win, but going into rivalry week this week especially, it must feel a lot better for our staff and team as a whole. I couldn't imagine how 
it would feel if it was the other way around and we were approaching this game after a loss to an, um, a non-ACC ranked team. So morale definitely on a high, I think. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's just kind of dig deeper. Is Blue, Def- Blue Devil Nation really on a high? Like, how are you guys as students communicating? You got to win. Carolina's coming up the following week. Everybody's kind of remote. Some people are in Durham. Some people are not in Durham. How is Blue Devil Nation coming together around this, this win? Can you, can you help us understand, like, what it's like? Honestly, I don't really know personally how the fan base is this year with everyone. We only have half the student body back on campus, that being freshmen and sophomores. Um, upperclassmen are still not allowed on campus for first semester, and we're not allowed to having fans, not even the minimal capacity. Um, so I'm not really sure how the team is feeling with in terms of like having support from Blue Devil Nation. I know that personally I'm tuning into the games, and a win is a win, but going into rivalry week, I'm not – I don't know how it's going to go. I'm obviously hoping for the best, but my support's there. I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Natalie, we're going to like get into this Carolina thing. Okay, UNC came roaring back. They were down by 21 points. They end up falling three points short. Why doesn't UNC have a sense of urgency at the beginning of the game that they have at the end of the game? What is the problem, Natalie? I think that's been a big question for everybody. I know after the game, Mac Brown in his press conference was saying, you know, we have to learn how to win on the road. We have to learn how to win close games at the end. He talked about the fake punt, this and that. But it, it, these slow starts are really just having a huge toll on the entire game. We saw it with Florida State. I can't think of how many one-possession games we had last year. So just really discouraging that Carolina hasn't been able to take advantage of this COVID season. I think that not being as talented of a team as Clemson, again, we're probably not significantly better than the balance of the league. So that means we have to play well every single game. But the fact that we didn't put ourselves in a position to be at the top of the ACC is so disappointing because especially this year, I really thought maybe UNC could have pulled something out of the ordinary. Okay, but now let's just kind of dig a little bit further. Is the team really starting slow or is the defense letting them down? I mean, is the defense digging them a hole that they can't like work their way into the game? Or is it just a slow start? Or is it more complicated than that? I think the slow start is largely in part to the defense, 100%. They haven't really been able to pressure quarterbacks a ton, giving them a bunch of time in the the pocket. Brennan Armstrong did so well. He got so many throws off. And then on top of that, when they run the ball, our run defense is not great. So whenever you step on the field to try to get some offense and you're already in a seven-point hole, that, that is big. That affects morale. And even with that being said, the offense lit it up. I mean, you can't ask for more from Sam Howell and you can't ask for more from Deami Brown. Those two were absolutely electric. It's just sad that our defense can't put us in a position to win a game. But at the end of the day, that's not one person's problem. That's a team problem. So that's the price you have to pay if you don't have a balanced offense and defense. All right. All right. Remy, we're going to go back to Duke. 
you guys had your best offensive performance, uh, 53 points, zero turnovers. Chase Bryce looked great. Is this a sign that you're ready to play Carolina and play a great game the following week? Well, like you said, it definitely was a better performance from the offense, but I don't attribute that to Chase Bryce necessarily. We relied heavily on our run game through Deion Jackson and Mateo Durant. I mean, Chase Bryce only attempted 14 passes the whole game, completing eight of those for one touchdown. So I don't really think that's a reflection of our whole offense. So I'm not sure what happens when we put the ball in Chase Bryce's hands if our run game isn't as successful against a better opponent. I don't know. I think I was honestly shocked about the game that we didn't give Chase Bryce more opportunity to pass the ball because in, a week, in what we attribute to be a weaker opponent, I would think that we would try to give him more options and maybe gain more confidence and be more comfortable to then be able to execute against a better opponent. Okay. So Remy with uh, Carolina having clearly having defensive problems and Duke's defense looks like it's been pretty good and you guys have had offensive problems. Do you think there's a glimmer of hope for the, the game coming up? I think there could definitely be a glimmer, glimmer of hope. I think, it would primarily be off our run game, like I said, with Deion Jackson and Mateo Durant having performed very well the past couple of games and Carolina's rush defense not being the best. I think that could definitely be a positive for us. All right. So, Natalie, we're going to go back over to Chapel Hill. And, Natalie, this offense is scoring 40 points a game. They're getting over – Sam Howell's throwing for 400 yards, four, four TDs against the Cavaliers. You guys, we averaged 32 points per game before Syracuse. Why hasn't the defense been able to step up so that we could win and be a top five team, Natalie? Tell me about that. What is the problem? Yeah, it's interesting. And I think there are a lot of issues. Some were physical, some were, you know, player related, who's in, who's out. But also one thing I didn't mention is if you're already struggling defensively, what you definitely don't need to do is give your opponent 20 yards in penalties. So especially not on decisive drives. So that's one thing that I just think that the defense has really been lacking in. It's being sloppy. It's the personnel issues. It's not pressuring the quarterback. It's not controlling the run game. So like Remy said, where Duke could have some successes in their run game against the Carolina defense, but sort of just comically, if you're a betting person and you see this electric Carolina offense and how we've given up an average of 35 points defensively per game, take the over in the Carolina games. Take the over. All right, all right, all right. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six-pack or four-pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket if they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. All right, guys, I'm going to fast forward. Let's uh, dig into week 10. Big matchup, Blue Blood Rivalry, Tar Heels versus the Blue Devils. 
The Tar Heels won that game 20 to 17 a year ago. I was in the stadium. That was a very good game. And it's always a very good game, hard hitting. Both teams show up with their strongest performance. Natalie, we're going to go back to you. What's going to happen next week? What does the defense look like? What does the offense look like? Um, I'm not that worried about this game. I hope that doesn't come and bite me, but I'm pretty confident in saying this. I don't think – I think that Carolina can compete with almost any team in the ACC. I get some question marks when I think about Notre Dame being in the ACC this year. Of course, I still think they're overrated. But teams like Clemson, I'm not sure we could hang in with those top two. But the bulk of the ACC, everybody else, we're right there. We're in it with them, except for Duke. I think Duke's a bottom feeder. I'm just going to be honest. Um, they're not our biggest rival in football. Anybody out there who doesn't know our biggest football rival is NC State. They typically are more competitive on the football field. No shade, maybe a little shade to Duke. But our basketball rival is Duke. So this is a rivalry game. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the rivalry game of the season. I'm not that worried about this. I think we're going to rough up on their defense. Our offense is way too good. Maybe their run game scores some points because of our own defensive errors. But I think this should be a no-problem win for Carolina. And if it's not, then there are some real problems. Okay, Remy, your cohort said that you guys are bottom feeders. She said that you're at the bottom of the table. She Remy did- agrees with me. Remy agrees. She knows. I that. unfortunately don't have the stats to argue otherwise. <laughs> um. but, 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 but Remy, come on. Let's. You've been around this rivalry long enough to know that everybody on campus for the Duke Carolina game. If you have a bad season, but you beat Carolina, it become it just takes like it just feels better, right? So. I wouldn't argue that point. I think you're right, but you guys aren't our biggest rival. I mean, that's just – Haas, I know you like to play both sides, but you're a Carolina grad. They're not our biggest football rival. Okay. Remy, you, I mean, you got you to gotta support your Dukies. Like, what – do you think the boys are going to come play, and do you think they're going to try to smack Carolina in the mouth? You got a good defense. The offense looked good this weekend. What do you think is going to happen, Remy? I mean, I definitely think they're going to come out and try to smack them in the mouth. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen any day. I don't know. We have, as I said earlier, great defense, defense the past whole year with great rushers highlighted by Chris Rumpf. And I think Sam Howell's weakest part is he's not a great runner. I think that could be the way to target him, put pressure on him, and maintain coverage down the field. And hopefully we get some turnovers or some sacks. And then maybe our run – Offense will take care of it. I don't know. I'm still hoping because, as I said, a rivalry game, anything can happen. Okay, so, Remy, if Carolina kind of goes with what they've been going, slow start, Duke gets out, turnover, Duke scores a couple of touchdowns, do you think if Carolina starts slow, do you think that the Duke boys will have it within them to find a way to win win a tough football game? Yes and no. I feel like we are the exact opposite as Carolina. I think we begin to struggle late in the game and make mistakes late in the game. We can't really seem to put together a complete game. We norm- we've gone into half multiple times winning the game and then ultimately losing. So I think we kind of have the opposite problem. So I'm not 100% confident in our ability to do that. Okay, okay Remy. Okay, so I'm going to put you in Coach Cutcliffe's shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got to win. You've got to figure out a way to win this game. Chase Bryce looked decent this weekend against Charlotte. 
What do you think Cutcliffe should do if you're trying to win the Carolina game? I mean, in all sports, you can have a bad season, but if you beat Carolina, your fan base is happier, okay? Should Cutcliffe go with Chase Bryce or look to make a change for this game? What, what would you do? I would personally keep Chase Bryce in the game just because our other quarterback, Gunnar Holmberg, doesn't have as much experience. And it doesn't seem that he's necessarily confident in him because he hasn't made a change up to this point. And we've also recently just had another quarterback opt out in Chris Katrenik. So Gunnar would be our only other option. So I think Cut is going to go with Chase Bryce, and I personally would too. All right. Natalie, I'm going to take it back to you. The Tar Heels are a heavy favorite, um, but you got to go to Durham. There's going to be basically silence over there. Nobody's going to be in a stadium. Nobody's going to be anywhere near that stadium. Is that helpful or hurtful? Is uh, Carolina's a heavy favorite, so they've got to win, or this season becomes a disaster? Is that helpful or hurtful? Um, do you think Carolina comes out with the win this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're as heavy of a favorite as they were at the NC State game. Obviously, they've gone down in, in the ranks. I think they're minus 11. They're favored by about 11 points. So I think that's doable. I think that's easy. Um, maybe even my lock of the week, what's going to happen in college football if all goes as planned. I think definitely they're going to take care of business. I don't have any worries about this game. I really don't. I mean, yes, the rivalry aspect can mix things up, but we saw them come out against NC State. We saw UNC beat NC State in a rivalry game. It didn't look too shook there. Um, I think it's a no-problem win for UNC. I think they win by more than 11 points. And, again, on the contrary, if they don't, that is a major problem and would take – what was once kind of a fairy tale season looks like a good season for coach Mac Brown, getting your team in the top five for the first time in forever. And all of a sudden it's what's going on with this program. All right. So we're going to conclude this show by talking about the victory bell. The victory bell is going to be the Tar Heels are going to bring it in, bring it in from Chapel Hill, eight miles down the road. Is this bell and this rivalry, is it, have any level of importance Remy we're going to talk we're going to start with you the football players I think yes the victory bell is an important element I mean it's a token that you can hold until the next game it's kind of a reminder that you did accomplish and win the rivalry I mean in my rivalry in soccer there's not a prize that you win if you win the rivalry so I guess that element is different I don't really know how that works but winning a rivalry game period is definitely something that adds another element natalie does is there any meaning to this victory bell is there anything here i think there definitely is meaning to the victory bell i would say especially for the players it's something tangible to take away from a rivalry game but again my viewpoint is nc state's our biggest football rival i think most tar heel fans agree with that playing duke always is special because of the you know, historic basketball rivalry, but typically they just cannot compete to the le level that NC State has been able to compete with us in football. So hopefully it's that same way this year. I'm looking for a huge Carolina W. 
Okay, we're going to conclude this show of Blue Blood TV. My name is Hassan Pinto, and I've been chilling with Natalie Bodie and Remy Schwartz. And we want to give a big, big shout out to our producer. Huge shout Connor. out. Woo. Let's give Connor Huge a shout, shout out. Connor Dollar. Yeah. Connor makes everything go. He writes the scripts. He keeps us in line. And we want to give him a huge shout out. But as the team, as we say, we out. We're out. Go Heels. We out. I've been blind for a while now I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now I've been blind for a while now I've been blind Every single goddamn day Thank you next to Dicky, next to who? Tomatoes, mustard, mayonnaise Who better catch up, catch up, catch up, catch up Thankful that my head's too hard for me to learn my lesson My head's too goddamn hard Cause the way I did it worked out fine Ooh, God, you blessed Hey, man, probably ain't believe me No, it's on the TV, I don't even give a no more. Probably think it's easy. Let you know it ain't easy. I feel like a baby, and she run from the dude like a cheater. Go! Two tone, they be watch on. Never seen music for a clock. I see the way up the charts. Mm. I wonder, is he ever gonna stop? And he charge on the 50 for the verses now. Pay it away, never ever drop. They notice it in the versatile. Wonder if he ever gonna pop. Go! I just got the key, they let me in. No ID. Doors opening up for me, and now I see. I've been blind for a while now. Blind. I've been blind for a while now. Let's go. I just got the key, they let me in. No ID. Doors opening up for me, and now I see. I've been blind for a while now. I've been blind for a while now. Yeah, I've been quarantined, living with my kids, trying to teach me how to cha cha. The round let the door open, now they know that they can't stop me, no place me in no car car. Yeah, I'm on probation, so it's gas I blow. I found love in my bitch, so I don't ask no more. I can really sit back, ain't got a pass, no dough. All of my brothers get looped, I don't got right with pistols. They found them daddy this you PTDS, don't you tell me you lost me. Call the rest, and then them slow are nominee. Go to the head whenever dogs with me die. Got me riding to the sun, come blood on my wife. I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now Yeah, I've been blind for a while now Let's go! I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now